0: Hello, and welcome to Close the Door and Come Here, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast with heavy leanings toward our two favorite characters, Jamie and Brienne. Hi, I am Chicky. Um, I am at the Chikrin on Twitter. If you feel a need to reach out to me, and today we are covering John's. Oh, I want to say, is this the fourth chapter? Yep. Fourth chapter in a Storm of Swords, and I am joined today by Guile. Hey, I'm Guile, and I tweet at Door Podcast. And comma.
1: I am Kama, and I'm at the hyphen real hyphen comma splice on Tumblr.
0: And uh, we're going to dig into what Guile just, right before we started r- recording, referred to as a chapter that could have been an email, and that is uh, the best description that I can give it. <laughs> this should have just been tacked onto John's last last chapter. I feel like this did did not need to be a separate chapter. You could just 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 tack this onto the the cave and a grit thing. I think. Um, so what we have is John, who is still with, um, the Thens and Jarl, um, on this raiding party. And they are headed, um, very shortly to the wall to do the, the climb up and over. And, um, we get a very brief, um, uh, rundown of, of, uh, how poorly the Night's Watch has been handling um, their security duties. Um, apparently, they have let the trees grow right up against the wall. And, like, first of all, the the, the the free folk have found this spot where, like, basically because of the fact that the trees have been allowed to to grow up right next to the wall, and then that it's a spot where the wall was built on top of kind of like an a rocky outcrop, so, like, the lower, like, third of the wall is not ice, but, like, yeah. right just just like rock and dirt it feels like there should be a spot that the night's watch is keeping an eye on. Doesn't it like, doesn't this feel like a spot there should already be like a fort or something?
2: Yeah. I mean, just because like that part of it wouldn't, you know, obviously it's on a recent development, but yeah.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, it feels like a, an oversight, but you know, I mean, obviously the wall is huge and we need it here because these guys have to be able to get over the wall. Um, so they they're dividing up into three groups to make their climb. Um, and Jarl is leading a group. Jarl is Yarl Jarl is uh, well known for climbing the wall. He's got a bunch of guys with him who are well known for climbing the wall. And so he turns it into a contest and says whoever gets to the top first Mance is going to include in a song, which uh, is a pretty good incentive, I feel like, with this group. Yeah. Yeah. A little notoriety. Probably better than any prize. I'm not a cash bonus, but that's me. (laughs) But what's your compensation structure? Um, So they begin the climb, uh, and Jarl has figured out that he can climb this one tree that's right up against the wall, and he kind of has an early lead. Um, The leaders of the other groups are um, a guy called Eric, and then another guy called Grig the Grote. Or the goat, sorry, not Groat. Grig the Goat. And I'm I'm sitting here going, aren't we dealing with Vargo Hote in chapters right around this? Why would he have two guys with the nickname
2: the Goat? Oh, that's great. I mean but seriously, why would he do this? Oh, I was gonna I had like a full conspiracy theory, but this book was written too early. I was thinking that it was like because they all come to bad ends that this was like some George as a football fan. Like getting back <laughs> the Rams, uh, this would have been way before Tom Brady time. So,
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: he was seen. He was a prophet.
0: Yeah, there we go. So things go along, and then uh, you know there. Well, there are a couple of shaky moments. Jarl does fall for a moment, and then kind of gets saved because the guys, each of the teams, have roped themselves together. They're roped to the other guys on their team so that if they fall, they kind of get caught, which I guess this is based on real mountain climbing, which I've never really understood or been interested in. Um, And we have uh, this, this, this continuing climb. Yarl looks like he's probably going to win even after he falls. I think Greg, the the goat is the one who's kind of coming up pretty close behind him. But then suddenly there's like this noise, a big crack and a piece falls off the wall and Jarl and his whole team just come crashing down, and of course Steer, who is the Magnar of the Thin, enjoys this because he and Jarl have been having a weird competition about who's really leading their expedition or whatever. Um, but this was—I I had forgotten this—that this was how Jarl died.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: If, uh, I don't—I don't know if it's just to give the, some stakes to this or make the chapter have a purpose. I don't know. It's just here. So those guys die and then um Greg is the one who gets to the top first. They send down ladders and everyone else then climbs up.
2: Well, I think there's some mythology here too about the wall like fighting back essentially. Yeah, like, well, you like, have the to say that to... they Go ahead. Just you know the way that they died being the wall killed them, you know, like So that's why the night's watch isn't there cuz the wall's good enough to fight back on its the own. Wall the wall
0: protects itself is something that yeah. John thinks several times throughout, which is clearly just a saying in the night's yeah. watch and then the end no- in the North probably. But you also have a being kind of like weary of how cold the wall is. And she doesn't just mean the coldness. And she says something about it being made of blood, not ice. Ugh, yeah. um, so they do climb up these, climb up these, these ladders to the top. And it sounds like it's a not fun thing. And they get up there, and he grit, um, lets out a tear, and John's, like, thinking she's sad, and she's like, I'm not, I'm not sad, whatever, she's just upset, I think, about the price that has been paid, and then she lets drop that she and the wildlings have been opening graves and looking for the Horn of Winter, also known as the Horn of Joraman, uh, to bring down this terrible, terrible wall, which, um, I couldn't remember. And I was on the last John chapter that we did. Did we know that they were digging open graves then? I don't think so.
1: I don't think so.
0: I don't think we caught that that was happening, but apparently that must have been happening in the the previous chapters. So we know now that the Horn of Winter is somewhere in play. We'll never know how or where for sure, because George will never finish the books.
2: Wait, doesn't Sam have it? Is is that what Sam has though? We don't
0: know. We don't know. I
2: Sam, think Sam, Sam or you, isn't it? There's the theory that Sam know. has it.
1: Isn't there is also that horn that um what's his name? Uh psycho You're um, on. You're Ray on. Joy. Joy. Yeah. I think it's conjectured heavily that Sam has it, but we don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And it puts it
2: just, in, essentially, Euron's grass because he's around Old Town.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. We don't know. We don't
2: know. We don't know where any of it's going.
0: I mean, there's definitely uh, hints that it will get blown at some point
2: and bring down the wall, but... I mean, maybe God. that's of this chapter is just, again, to show, you know... The way the Wildlings view the wall is this like evil thing that fights and kills them, and is a a symbol of, you know, repression and you know traps them and you know yeah, like bringing down the wall from you know we under, to understand that from their perspective, bringing down the wall, actually is you know, not the worst a, thing.
0: A good thing, yeah.
2: Other yeah. than that, you know, they are fully aware of the others, so. Yeah, I mean, I get
0: I get why Mance wants to bring the wall down in order to more easily get everyone south. But at the same time, he knows that the wall is a defense. So you would think right. that his first instinct would have been to preserve the wall? I don't know.
2: I mean, you, you think, but I mean, yeah, I mean, there again, it goes to like the chapter where, you know, there is like. They're doing all the observing of the wild, like, gee, all of the wild things are moving south and that there's no thought to like, ask them why, you know, like there's no, there's no sense of diplomacy or conversation, you know, between anything, between anyone. But to your point, like, it is kind of weird that Mance of all people, you know, Mance who's presumably climbed the wall numerous times because he's gone to Winterfell, whatnot, that. You know, Mance and all of his travels. Maybe why wouldn't have Mance ever like if Mance at the start of a Game of Thrones knows that there that the others are a threat and he's talk and he's in a room with Ned Stark who you know Ned's reputation certainly is is what it is. Do you have that? Do you try to have a conversation with Ned? Like maybe,
1: <sighs>
0: maybe you know it's pointless with Ned, which it would maybe. have
2: been. I mean, if it's pointless with Ned, then I guess it's pointless with with anyone.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know.
2: But it's like it's not like
0: it's not like Mans doesn't know why the Night's Watch was originally founded. He knows right. why they and they were founded precisely to watch against the others. So yeah. it's like, of course, the Wall is important part of the defense. And like, I don't know the
2: job they're doing. <laughs> like, yeah, they literally have one job doing it. <laughs> Like the Night's Watch isn't there to protect against the wildlings. In their defense there are only nine of them. So Yeah. I know. Um we do have a question specific to this chapter, which I feel like I, I know the answer to. Um Buck O'Hare wants to know, would you go would you go wall climbing?
1: Yeah, no. <laughs> no.
0: No.
2: This is not whatever
0: whatever such people are made of, I am I am not made of that stuff.
1: My brother totally would. He does oh. That's cool. Those insane rock climbing things. And he, he posted a video on social media. And I was just like, I knew he came out. Okay. Cause he posted the video, but I was just like, oh my God, you're going to die. What are you doing? I couldn't, I couldn't do that. No interest. Yeah.
2: I mean, there's a pretty pop. I mean, you know, obviously we're the flat Midwest, but there is a pretty popular famous rock climbing place. Like near me that, I mean, people die every year. Yeah. So,
0: I've my husband, my husband knew some. Some guys who died not too long ago, mountain climbing, this kind of rock climbing. And uh, yeah, I don't get it.
1: (laughs) I have trouble enough getting upstairs.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I I, I get my adrenaline raised other ways. I just watch the news. (laughs) Yeah. That does the trick for me.
2: Um any other questions was that? We we do have a couple other questions that are not um particularly related to this chapter. Um That's good because a, what is there to
0: ask about this chapter? This chapter just is oh, what it is. It's just it like here what, it is. It is yeah. it, it it is exactly what's printed on the tin.
2: Yeah, it's yeah. It, it, it as you said it it could be an email. Although I mean honestly whenever I read yarl I think of yarlsberg cheese
1: and then I just want a grilled cheese. So.
2: <laughs>
1: well that's, but, that's um, how I pronounce his name. Because it, I just think of Jarlsberg, so. Yeah, yep,
2: exactly. Yum. Um, so, Life Scene 8420 asks a question on Reddit. They say, hello, my name is Kandra from Houston. This is totally unrelated to any of the chapters you will be discussing, but I just want to ask your opinion. Do you think Jamie will like to do the Amazon sex position with Brienne? I mean, do you think he will enjoy himself? LOL, love your podcast. It's funny and intelligent.
0: Oh, um, I don't. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know what that is. I don't do know I? What that is either. <laughs> I'm googling on the non-work. I don't know what it is.
2: I I <laughs> yeah,
0: do this on your burner phone.
1: <laughs>
0: That's where you should google it. Yeah, no, to be fair. I'll be really honest with you. Like I'm old enough that it's like when I was a kid there were like three sex positions that had names that I was aware of, like, you know, like every single sex position having a name is like a very new thing. To me, anyway, I mean, new probably uh, the last twenty is,
2: years. I'm gonna assume this position is some kind of, um, you know, woman dominating position, hence the name Amazon. And no, I would so Jamie would probably be fine with that. He seems to be very into Brienne's physical strength and finds that very That's attractive. attractive. Yeah. So I think a, you know, a, a situation like that where she's using her strength on him in such a way might be very appealing. Yeah. I would concur. Do,
0: do, do we know what it is, comma? Did you find it?
1: Um, I stopped looking because then I get paranoid.
0: <laughs> yeah, I will mean, I'll do it. Okay, I'm, I'll I'll play librarian on this on this episode. Amazon sex. <laughs> Position. Hats off to my FBI agent who's monitoring my computer. Yeah, it's gonna be right. this. here's a men's health article this is probably exactly where i want to learn about it (laughs) try the amazon sex physician when missionary gets boring okay sorry um is surprising this is a surprising origin well it's unclear exactly where the name comes from i'd guess it has less to do with jeff bezos's company and more to do with the group of female warriors to which wonder woman belongs there we go so it, it wasn't about Amazon, the company, in case in case anyone was confused. It definitely is, <laughs> That's like definitely t- is the theory a that it's money. Okay, this is described as a reverse missionary that has the vulva owner on top. So okay. just woman on top?
2: But it sounds like you're describing. When did we start calling this Amazon? I mean, I like your... I, I I'm going back to the Jeff Bezos thing and just thinking of it as having sex on top of, um, cut down cardboard boxes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) While you order on your phone for your, yeah,
2: like that is the true (laughs) position. Which, you know, since Jamie and Brienne are warriors, I would feel like cardboard would be slightly softer than grass. So they probably would enjoy it. There we go. Okay. So apparently what
0: it is is it's basically woman on top, but a guy kind of like, plants his feet and raises his pelvis up and then the woman kind of squats and just like does bouncy squatting on top from what I can tell. I'm not going to look at a video. I'm only reading this men's
2: health article on this. So Both athletic seems like it'd be fine. Although that'd be really, actually how would Jamie do that with one hand though? That probably would preclude him from doing it. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. We sometimes forget that he has one hand. I mean, I think I think he'd probably like most
0: sex positions. Yeah. I mean most men do. Like they might prefer some. But, you know, as long I mean, as I mean as long Jamie, as
2: penetration is happening happening, they're usually fine. And I mean Jamie is a you know, essentially like an emotional virgin and has had sex with one <laughs> woman his whole life. Like he's gonna yeah. he would be happy for he'd be thrilled with Anything different, or you know, anything will be new and exciting to him. But sure. yeah, I, yep. I really like the idea of this being. I think cardboard more.
0: But. I think we could say podcast opinion is yes, he would probably like this. I think I so.
2: Concur. So we have another question um, from a stranger giving the strange welcome on Tumblr, who says, "I listened to your Sansa chapter read through." And it was the chapter where Sansa was actually happy for once. Cersei was outfitting her for her wedding dress, but Sansa doesn't realize this yet. And she is happy with the Tyrells and trying to reconcile herself to marriage with Willis. And you all universally were sighing about how sad it is that at age 13, Sansa has already endured so much that she's ready to settle. I read this right after seeing a long-ass rant on Tumblr hating on Sansa. And can I just say what is wrong with the Sansa haters out there? I can easily understand disliking her or just not being really interested in her storylines but there are some people on the internet that really truly hate this fictional girl and it's for the most boggling reasons they always hold up her bullying actions to Arya in a game of thrones as proof of her irredeemable badness and it's just like as someone who enjoys the Arya chapters more than the sansa chapters what the fuck are they on i remember reading a game of thrones and thinking sansa was a spoiled brat and a bullied Arya because she was But then, like a normal person, when the series progressed and both Sansa and Arya's storylines moved on, so did I. And I grew to admire her resilience, hope, and quiet courage. How do you read the trauma she is still currently undergoing and instead of pitying her, hate her for the selfishness she displayed in book one, a selfishness common to children? She is flawed and you don't have to like her, but of everyone to hate in this universe, it baffles me why some people pick on her. I really can find no other reason than misogyny, internalized misogyny, at a young girl who does not particularly challenge gender roles. Have you noticed ebbs and flows in Sansa haters over the years? And why do you think people hate her so damn much? Also, do you think the story would be different if the Tyrells had managed to spirit Sansa off to Willis?
1: Yeah, I think it would be different. Um, I can't say, I'm not really deep in the not even got toes in the fandom right now, but I, I, I don't, I, I think the reasons that you listed the misogyny and internalized misogyny are probably quite common, um, underpinnings of why she gets dislike. I mean, she is like, I get it. Like in the beginning, she's like a spoiled brat and, you know, you feel, but she's also like, I mean. I mean, I, my sibling and I had fought all the time as kids, thought horrible things about each other, but at a certain point we grew up and realized we were both pretty cool people and we got over it. And I'm assuming that would be what would happen with, like, Sansa and Arya. You know, it's it's not just because they dislike each other at a certain point in time does not mean that that's their... um that's an irretrievable kind of emotional state for them. And I don't understand why people like, well, she was mean to John that one time. Therefore, you know, it's just, I, I don't know. She gets a lot of hate. I think partly because she's the pretty girl and there are a lot of guys out there who couldn't dream of getting a girl like that to talk to them. Um, and I think there are a lot of people who just sort of, I don't know, resent her? And
2: I mean, in the fandom right now, there's the, you know, not, I don't think it is actually happening that much at this point. Yeah. But immediately in the post-show universe, there was the John and Sansa shippers versus the John and Danny shippers. So I oh, think, that was yes, yeah, yes. Sansa got hate, you know, Sansa got hate for that as well. But I think in the book universe, yeah, it's just every, you know everyone wants to like the plucky tomboy character and no one, you know, and then we already have the pretty princess and Danny who is, you know, conquering shit. And then you have Sansa who has a much more conventional story of, you know, girl with no power. Like Sansa has no power ever.
1: Well, it's also, I think, I think it's not that those characters are not uncommon in fantasy. It's just usually the pretty princess who I think is more probably Sansa than Danny. I mean, Danny's more like the active warrior queen type. But I, usually, those characters are sort of like passive objects. Quite often,
2: mm-hmm. you know,
1: they're they're meant to be sort of pining at the tower, waiting for the hero. They're not active in the story or the plot. And I think people somehow resent it when that character has a voice. And is trying well,
2: yeah. to do things like Sansa is usually meant. I mean, they're usually portrayed as a prize and Sansa is yeah. certainly thought of as a prize, but we know, you know, we're given the insight into who Sansa is and we're given her POV, not, you know, we're never given Littlefinger's POV. We're not given a Tyrell POV. We're not given, you know, Joffrey. We, you know, no one that see, you know, we don't, we have hers, we have Tyrion's and that's gross enough, you know? Well, and then there's that whole contingent
1: of like, well, why couldn't she be nice to Tyrion? It's like, you know, because she's not his consolation prize, and that I think is a big piece of it.
0: Yeah. So, okay, I'll stake out a third position here, which is, I really don't understand all the attention that Sansa gets either way. I don't understand all the love for Sansa, and I don't understand all the hate for Sansa. I like Sansa. I think Sansa goes through a terrible thing. I like reading her chapters. It's not about that, but why she's so many people's favorite character has always been a little baffling to me and also why so many people hate her is totally baffling. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really understand the position that she holds in fandom either way.
2: Completely I never have. And I think, you know, like, as we're recording this, we're there in the middle of a song of madness and, you know, Sansa's probably going to win it tomorrow, Sansa or Ned. But Sansa hasn't won it before because, again, she's not, like, one of the top characters she's not one of the most liked characters in fandom but she's also going to win it so she's not one of the least liked you know she's probably like in the top 10 typically but near the bottom of the top 10 which seems like appropriate like yeah. the middle you know like obvious you know the vest obviously john and Ari are always going to be the most popular starks because they're the most you know they're the most fun, you know. Ned and Rob are gone too soon, and Brand's too weird. But so Sansa seems like well, just cut in the middle. yeah, no, I, I yeah. Don't like that position too. Like she is, uh, yeah. I don't, I don't.
1: She is one of my favorites, but it's I think more because of I like the political stuff, and she's mm-hmm. she's neck deep in that. And yeah, I think she, she is yeah from that. If she was off in um. High garden with Willis and the puppies that we always like to talk about, it would be less political and I wouldn't be so interested in her fate. Whereas. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I guess for me, it's just as a character, I'm ne- I just never really, she's, she's not the most charismatic character to me, like for my tastes, I guess. I, and it's like, I, this is nothing against Sansa. I love Sansa. Like I read her chapters and it just breaks my heart. Like, you know, I love her. It's not, it's not that it's just, I've just never, I've never understood either way. Like, I don't understand how you can hate this poor kid who's just been through hell. I mean, like, yeah, she does some bad things. So does every fucking POV character. Like, they all are shitty at times. And yet Sansa, like, everybody just wants to penalize her forever. That's terrible and stupid, and I don't understand it. But at the same time, I'm just like, you know, she's not, she's not, like, the most interesting. She's not the most charismatic. She's not the most heroic. I don't don't understand all of the, you know, Sansa on a pedestal I've just never understood either. And just like, okay, whatever.
2: a reaction to the anti-Sansa though like you you know you're gonna hate this character because she's traditionally feminine well f you I'm gonna love this character twice as much because you know because of that which is so people like her for political reasons (laughs) yeah kind of like absolutely and I mean I'm fine I'm fine with that I mean I think I mean
0: whatever we all like the characters for whatever stupid reason and probably you know you project or whatever totally get it that's fine I'm just saying yeah, no. I think it's all overblown. Like, I don't, I don't get it. I don't, I don't get, I don't get you stanza stands, and I don't get the stanza, the stanza haters either. I don't understand it either way. I don't know.
1: This is, this is where being somewhat removed from the fandom makes things. This is much less um, of an, an issue. <laughs> you know? yeah. yeah, I'm not saying. I mean, obviously, please listen to us and all that. But it, it's just sort of like when you're not. There's a whole phenomenon on the internet of, you don't like the thing I like, so therefore you're insulting me. And it's yes, like, no, it, yes. it's not. You like whatever you like. If you want to be, like, you know, I don't know, a hot pie stand, great. That, and I don't like hot pie. closer don't come for me. Um, it's just <laughs> like, it's not like, a, like hot pie. Okay. I'm just picking a character who's in <laughs> this... Know. I just randomly a, a Yarl stan or whatever. Who cares? You like it? That's great. Go with God. Have fun. It doesn't mean that because I don't like it. It doesn't mean that it's a reflection on you. And so much of internet hate and fandom and all that stuff is because people are like, "Well, you didn't love the thing I loved." And it's like, no, it is nothing to do with you. Yeah, it's like go with God. I don't care if like, you know, know like,
0: yeah. find your people. Yeah, Be into what you're into and, like, stop feeling like it helps your character to tear down another character. Like, I, I'd never have understood that either. I mean.
2: Because there's plenty of, you know, plenty of people who love Sansa. Plenty of people who, you know, love someone like, else more. Like, yeah.
0: This is like the, the Sansa and Danny fan wars. I'm just like, why don't yeah. you guys just go have a beer? Because none and, of them are
2: enough to drink. Let's be real. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. Have
0: some coffee then. That, that is
2: the real truth. Oh, God. Sorry. I mean, that's be also real. No one of that age is listening to this podcast.
0: No, no, they're not. No, no. or they would be bonding over lemonade right now.
2: The young, yes, the (laughs) youngsters.
0: Well, we love to get these um, thought-provoking emails and uh, comments from you guys. Um, If you would like to send us in your thoughts or questions on specific chapters, or just fandom and the weird way that it works at large. You can email us at, um, the door and at gmail.com. You can um, drop us a message on the Jamie Brienne subreddit, which is um, Reddit slash r slash Jamie Brienne. You can always send us a message on Tumblr, which you can do anonymously if you wish. We are close the door and come here at tumblr.com. And of course, you can harass Guile on Twitter at or podcast. I've and as always. One. Me, so no one, har- her, she never see, she wants to be harassed, she's asking yeah. for it right now. Um, and you, we always appreciate our patrons on Patreon, where you can find us at uh, Close the Door. And uh, I guess if no one else has anything else to say, no more Sansa defenses, I will <laughs> close the door, get out.